Welcome to That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann. That Weekend Feeling is brought to you by The Weekend Post and The Daily Dispatch Weekend Edition. Find them online at heraldlive.co.za and dispatchlive.co.za. The COVID lockdown has affected all areas of the economy and perhaps none more so than that of tourism. Tourism typically thrives on attracting as many people as possible to an event or an area, and that usually involves travel as well. Things the lockdown specifically seeks to discourage. We're well into the holiday season now, and to find out how the Eastern Cape tourism organizations are faring and facing up to these new challenges, we chat to the CEO of Plet Tourism, Patty Butterworth. Thanks for your time, Patty. How are things going in Plet? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, actually, Plet's doing very well. We're, we're straight into the Plet summer season. Uh, most of our uh, guests arrived uh, from the beginning of, of December and the bulk of which arrived over the course of this past week. So full in, the sky's been beautiful, the weather's been stunning, we're having a little bit of an overcast day today, but all good. Now, Paddy, uh, the new environment we find ourselves in with COVID lockdown bubbles and the like have created new challenges for your industry. Tell us about those. Well, Darren, I think most importantly is that um, the industry as a whole obviously took um, a serious, a serious knock. Um, it still hasn't come out of the water. Uh, you know, most pandemics have a three to four year cycle um, and we are only going into year three. So we need to be, uh, you know, patient. Um, it's, it's taken quite a bit of strain on most of your smaller businesses and your, from what I can gather from the, the large corporates, the medium sized businesses seem to be doing okay. Um, areas like the garden route um, have done exceptionally well in comparison to certain other areas. And I think that's because of the, uh, the sunshine, the weather, the outdoor spaces, um, and the healthy environment, which is what people want. But overall, I think the industry has taken a huge strain. And I don't know if we have seen the full effects as of yet. You know, typical in South Africa, we seem to be a little bit behind the trend when it comes to recessions, when it comes to a backlash um, that has hit globally. And I I think we're going to be hit quite hard um, for 2022, even though our economy is opening up and tourism is opening up. I think the repercussions from 2020 and 2021 are going to be felt this year, even more so in the past. New strategies you've had to adopt and box smart, no doubt? Absolutely. Uh, Plettenberg Bay is traditionally an international travel destination. So, so historically, I'd say probably over the course of the past 25 to 30 years, the majority of our year-round guests, with the exception of Plett Summer, were from the international markets, primarily from Europe and the UK. Um, we were just breaking into the Americas, the, the North American market, the South American market, and the um, you know the areas of Aus- Australasia when COVID hit. So, um, not wanting to sit on our laurels, so realizing that this is international crisis, we need to pivot and we need to turn our direction into a domestic market because we realize the domestic market is here. We've never really concentrated on it. And although we are primarily uh, domestic 
for the summer months out of season, we traditionally weren't. So we quickly pivoted and changed and embarked on a very aggressive domestic campaign, I'd say probably from May 2020, um, which is actually seriously worked in our favor. So we're, we're grateful that we did that. Paddy, and in terms of this particular season, any predictions or forecasts in yet what the bookings are going to be like this season? Well, uh, eight weeks ago, we did an informal survey with the accommodation sector, and we were sitting at about a 65% occupancy, and that's a very conservative figure that is taken from surveys from across the different types of accommodation available. So from your resort and hotel Um, down to your camping. And we found that there was about a 65% occupancy rate. I think a lot of it depended upon what the repercussions were going to be or what the decisions were going to be about um, COVID uh, protocols and regulations for December. And what we've seen in the past, I'd say, two to three weeks when we realized that um, we were not going to be in such a strict lockdown over the holiday, you know, the primary holiday season, we did receive more bookings. So I would say we're sitting at a conservative figure, still probably about 85, 90% capacity. Um, But it is, the the energy level is much calmer. Um, There seems to be a a sense of people um, not as engaging with the activities and and not eating out as much as they most likely would have been years back. Um, So I think people are just a little bit more cautious. um, We're very COVID cautious and fit. Um, You know, we're, we're quite strict when it comes to masking up, social distancing and and doing all the, the normal protocols in place. Um, so it's, I think it's going to be a very good season. Um, it might not be sitting at those pre-COVID numbers, but we're very thankful and very grateful that we live in such an amazing part of, of South Africa. And it is, you know, one of South Africa's, you know, prime beach destinations mm. um, for December. So we're very fortunate. Okay. If you were to pick out your top, two or three tourist events, activities in your area this season? What would you have to offer? Well, we have so many events actually actually going on. We're really surprised at how many events we're having. Um, they are small. They are niche. Um, I would say probably one of the events that you should very much try to attend is one of the Get Lucky Summer events. So that is either um, on the Sunday, on the Sunday afternoons, evenings, um, from this past Sunday all the way through to the second weekend of January, um, the the group uh, Good Luck perform at the Beacon Isle, and they are also doing a performance at um, the Sky Villa for New Year's Eve. I would say de- definitely one of those events. Uh, definitely a hike in Plate, so either hiking around Roburg Nature Reserve or doing one of the the Nature Valley Network trails is also definitely on the cards. And then obviously a beautiful beach walk. You know, we have six blue flag beaches. We were voted um, by the World Travel Awards as Africa's leading beach destination last year. So it is something that we have really taken to heart. Um, And in conjunction with the hospitality industry, our local beach municipality and the other custodians of our beaches, we've really tried hard to maintain a pristine world-class beach destination. So we really encourage people to go and visit either for sunrise, sunset, or just a, a, a you know a leisurely walk along the beach um, and or swim. 
Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us on that weekend feeling. She's the CEO of Plet Tourism. Thank you for your time, Paddy Butterworth, and festive greetings to you and your family. Thank you so much, and to your listeners as well. Happy holidays. Talking tourism on that weekend feeling and the challenges that have been created for the industry by things like COVID, lockdown, bubble, etc., etc. We're joined now by Sean Fennec, the chief of Nelson Mandela Bay Tourism. Appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. You're facing a whole bunch of new challenges, aren't you? Yeah, we are, Darren. I mean, the, it's been devastating for the tourism industry, the whole COVID thing, and um a lot of people still hang on by fingernails, and thank goodness the summer season is going to happen and there haven't been lockdowns and that. But from our point of view, strangely enough, going forward, we see it as an opportunity. Um, you know, what people are looking for with most of our, our samples is they're looking for uncrowded um, activities. And we're rich in that. We've never been good with crowds and that type of thing, big tourist attractions. But the wide open spaces things, the uncrowded tourism, we're good at. So we've actually got an opportunity that's come out of the whole situation. And Sean, have you had to change your tourism strategies, marketing plans and so on? Um, Yeah, it's given us a bit of a strength having um, those features, the wide open spaces. We were quite careful in the beginning um, from the point of view that we had loads of focus groups and you were part of one of those where we try to get an idea of what people thought the future held, both as far as what our strengths were, but also um, how people were going to be feeling. So we went into this um, having thought about it really carefully. We've used social media partnerships with our products and media releases as our main main um, promotional channels. Um, obviously, the budgets from the municipality are, are not there because it was moved into COVID and that. But um, I'm quite happy with where we've gotten through yeah, the, the social channels. Sean, and in terms of early predictions or forecasts for the season, have you had a chance to look at those? If so, what are they looking like? Darren, yeah, if you look back, I mean, a couple of months ago, we were running at 15 to 20% tops um, with our bigger hotels, so it was dire. I, I would predict that we're going to do about 60 65% of what we did in 2019, which is probably about a 350% increase on last year. So it's not spectacular, but it is good. And if we provide people with a great experience, they're going to tell their mates and we expect Easter to be even better and the next summer season to be great. You've mentioned the wide open spaces a couple of times in our chat now. If you were to recommend your two or three top activities for visitors this season, what would they be? Um, I There are a couple of things I'm a great fan of. The one is absolutely free of charge. And that is going for a sundowner or picnic um, at Sards, at Sardinia Bay. Up on the dunes, it is a wonderful experience. A lot of families that go there say, so, yeah, just pack some nice snacks and whatever you drink and watch that sunset. It is magnificent. Um, from a, a bucket list sort of point of view, um, one of the best activities and most inspiring I've ever done um, 
in Nelson Mandela Bay is the is the what the Bay Adventure going out with raggy charters. I mean, our bay is just, especially around the islands, is just so rich in dolphins and penguins, seals, gannets, and all of that. And the whole experience is just wonderful. I, yeah, if I had to recommend one just for something that's absolutely memorable, I'd go with that. And then I think it's nice to go on a bit of a a mini road trip every now and then. And the thing I've really enjoyed um, is going out um, close to Hanky to Moyhook Strawberry Farm. It's a great experience for the kids. You go out and pick your own strawberries. And there's a restaurant there as well. And of course, there are loads of attractions going out towards Hanky. And even going to J Bay to the Billabong factory shops and that. So, yeah, those would be my favorites, but there are so many. Um, and and we are we rich in what we can offer our, our tourists at this time. We wish you and your family all the best this festive season and appreciate you joining us on that weekend feeling today. Chief of Nelson Mandela Bay Tourism, Sean Fennec. That was that weekend feeling with Darren Mann. 